Good evening, everyone. It's 6 o'clock and time for our 6 p.m. Bible study. I want to welcome you in, and I want to welcome all of our friends on podcast in uh, from around the world that join us, download us, study our uh, material, and uh, hopefully are being blessed by it. We certainly want to welcome in our Facebook family, and uh, we want all of you to know that uh, at any time you can contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. And of course, don't forget our book available on Amazon or through um, your local bookstore, um, I Surrender. I know it'll have some content in there that you will enjoy. Tonight, we're going to take a look back into Haggai chapter 2 and verse 19. And while doing so, we're going to focus on something that I think will be interesting to you as we unpack it. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you today for Jesus. We pray that you'll open our eyes, that we can see in our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us, and then that you'll let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Now, Father, we ask that Jesus would speak to us through the Holy Ghost. We'll surrender and sanctify ourselves and yield ourselves to you, and then let the Holy Spirit show us what we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. And as He does, we will receive it and release it to your people. From there, we'll be corrected, we'll be blessed, we'll be uplifted and encouraged. We ask it all in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Hi, Sharon. Well, before I go into the Word tonight, I want to tell you this is the ending of the day of my 67th birthday. And um, I um, am sitting here in the room where mom um, lived uh, for 18 months, and I'm feeling very blessed to have reached 67 and had my mother that long. What a blessing it is. And what a blessing it is to be sharing this particular scripture with you because this is a scripture that my mother showed me and uh, I've worked on for quite some time, uh, mulling it, developing it, and mentioned it two or three times over the last couple of years. But uh, uh, I'm blessed today at 67 years old to carry on a legacy of Bible teaching. Uh, and so on this day, when 67 years ago uh, I was brought into this, wo this world by a wonderful mother, um, I want to say thank God for the mother of my birth. And uh, we love her and we miss her, and I know I speak for my sister and all of my family. We are blessed people. Now then, tomorrow morning, we will go into uh, Christmas and on Christmas, we certainly want to be able to understand the reason for the season. And we want to add our blessing. We want to thank each of you for blessing me on my birthday. And then we want to add our blessing upon your Christmas day, upon your family, uh, for sharing in the benefits of what God has done for us over this past year. May God bless you on your Christmas this year. May there be joy. May there be peace. 
May there be a heightened sense of excitement about family being together. May you enjoy the day. May you share in each home the reason that we experience and express the gifts the way we do, all because of the gift that God gave the world and that world was given Jesus Christ. So when our hearts reigns a king and we celebrate his kingdom on Christmas Day, so I pray that as you celebrate tomorrow, underlying everything will be the message of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. May God richly bless you. Well, tonight we're going to look back into Haggai chapter 2 and verse 19. Hi, Betty. Thank you so much. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth. From this day will I bless you. Meaning from the day that these things are brought forth, I will bless you. Tonight we're going to focus on the pomegranate. Hi, Charles. As we said this morning, the pomegranate is identified as one of the items that rimmed the hem of the garment of the high priest. So when we see it in prophecy, the prophecy of Haggai, we can easily identify the line of thinking that this prophecy promotes. A pomegranate is a fruit that has an extremely large amount of seed and is surrounded by an astronomical amount of juice. As it concerns Jesus, it represents that he will be very fertile from his birth. He will prosper in his work and then he will bless the thing that he has grown and he will bless the thing even greater than just prospering. So we have an answer to the question. We, we, we now uh, have to answer this question concerning Abraham. Was what God promised Abraham completed in just the Jewish people? Now remember the promises to Abraham. Now is uh, the Lord God said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, I believe this is in 13 of Genesis, from thy father's house unto a land I'll show thee and I'll make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be blessed. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And thee of, all, of thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 15, the promise of the seed and the promised land. Then over to Genesis 17, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thy seed, thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come unto thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. 
I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Cana for an everlasting possession will I be their God. And God said unto Abram, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Listen what he promised. All nations will be blessed in Abraham and his seed. Abraham and his seed are to possess the land forever. Abraham is to be the father of an innumerable seed. Abraham, Abraham is to be the father of a singular seed who will conquer all enemies. Abraham's name is to be great. Now let's go over to Matthew and look into the genealogies of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Now, the culmination of that comes into the birth of Jesus. Abraham comes up immediately in the lineage of Jesus, so what do we see? Abraham had all the promises of God upon his life, and these promises included that he would be the father of many nations. Those nations were not to be all of Jewish cultural lineage. In fact, those nations would be people of all colors and kinds. So when Haggai prophesies of the seed that was coming, we can clearly identify his direct relationship to Abraham. But when we look at the promises to Abraham, we can clearly identify how God included us in the plan for what the seed that was going to be born in the barn would accomplish. He was connecting the vine who would be the source of the DNA, the blood. He would connect through the genealogy of Abraham so that he would be connected to the promises that God gave to Abraham. The beauty of his promises to Abraham is that God knew the ending, the many nations from the beginning. He would truly make Abraham to be a father who when he looked into the sky could not begin to number the stars. Why? Because Abraham would be the righteous father of not only a nation, but nations. He would be the one who God would bring the one from the barn who would produce seeds like the seeds of a pomegranate. So the pomegranate provides countless seeds that are all covered in a very rich juice. Now let's examine both the pomegranate and the juice. The pomegranate is attached to the vine. It receives its DNA from there. The DNA has specific and explicit information that will be transmitted to the pomegranate. It will begin the, the second the pomegranate is birthed. The fruit will be unlike other fruit as it will bear the dynamic of only the DNA that is being fed to it by the vine. As the pomegranate ripens, it becomes full of the content of which its DNA has specified. It has countless seeds and it has abundance of juice. When open, these two flow in super abundance. When open, the pomegranate is said to be one of the healthiest fruits in the world. The health benefits, they say, are numerous. So we are seeing the reason that the pomegranate is used during this prophecy concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. 
the benefits that he will provide are both extensive and they are life-changing. So for us, what does the pomegranate mean? Well, this morning we placed the pomegranate as the representation of the high priest. That, of course, is correct. But now, having developed the benefits of the pomegranate, we can see why this fruit's resemblance was on the border of the high priest's garments. It identified the benefits that the high priest would offer to the ones, now watch this now, to whom he would minister. It would be clear as a pomegranate that healing, health, wellness, and satisfaction of appetite would be the outcome for anyone who touched the hem of his garment. What a message was being sent through this great prophet Haggai. Only two chapters, but what a message is being sent. Because he's telling you that the seed in the barn is going to bear absolute health, absolute wellness, absolute prosperity, absolute blessing, absolute satisfaction of every appetite. Now we know why. When we get saved, we have the opportunity to die to the flesh. We have the opportunity to destroy and be delivered from the old sin nature. Because the man that was born in the barn coming as a pomegranate, wrapping it around the hem of his garment, brought forth from himself, glory to God, the blood and the ability to bring you the satisfaction of your supernatural and your spiritual appetite. Glory to God. What a picture Haggai has given us. And we never knew it. The pomegranate. What a great ministry it has given us. But was that all that the pomegranate gave? No. The prophet through the sharing of this prophecy identified the extent to which this prophecy would reach. Around the hem of his garment, there were 72 bells, and the, the numbers on this differ. Some say 36, some say 12, some say 70, 72. But whatever that number is, let's call it 72 bells and 72 pomegranates. These were sewn into the hem. These bells and pomegranates were worn only when ministering. They were worn only when ministering. When the high priest was in position to minister, he put on the bells and he put on the pomegranates. Glory to God. Think about that. Our high priest has ministered in the tabernacle made without hands. He has ministered from the perspective of being the high priest. He has ministered every conceivable ministry that the blood can give us, that the pomegranate can produce in us. Now watch it now. And that ministry comes out in the New Testament in a word. It's called grace. That ministry comes out in the New Testament in a word. It's called grace. I've asked the Lord this week, God, will you show me 
how the economy came about the term of grace. And here it is. As the pomegranate ministered, and as the high priest ministered, out of that pomegranate, out of health and wellness and blessing and perfection, out of that, that place where every appetite could be met, came the word grace. Grace was put into the earth, glory to God. And grace is the offshoot. It is the outgrowth of the DNA of the man who was born in a barn and came to us under the representation of the pomegranate. And grace now comes to us and flows to us in all of its majesty and all of its glory and all of its satisfaction. And it comes through the blood, comes out in us as the trigger that apply gives us the ability to apply what the pomegranate that was around his hem was able to apply to the woman with the issue of blood. Isn't that wonderful? Complete satisfaction. Complete wholeness. Isn't that great? The pomegranate has been to us the, the representation of what grace has become. The pomegranates were only worn to minister. So as the high priest went to minister before the Lord God Almighty, the bells and the pomegranates were worn there for ministry purposes. Now look at what Haggai was showing us. He was saying one is coming who's going to be born in a barn. In his birth, he's going to begin to minister. And he's going to begin to minister to the people. The angel said he would be God with us, Emmanuel. They said that his ministry would bring about a Savior who would be Christ the Lord. What a wonderful ministry he would have. This was true from the moment he was born. He was a minister to the people. He was a light in the darkness and a light in a world that was steeped in sin. But he came bearing the pomegranate, full of the DNA. Listen, I'm going to share more with you. He was Emmanuel with the ministry word from the foundation of the world. To the Jew, the pomegranate was a fruit that expressed a promised land. That promised land had been found and located by the spies in the pomegranate, was one of the elements that they brought back. It identified the prosperity of the promised land as the seeds in the pomegranate would be able to be developed into countless fruit-bearing trees or small shrubs. So when the Jews saw this, they were forced to recognize their relationship to the one who bore these upon the border of their clothing. Now how does this minister to us? Well, we see him as the high priest. We see him in his high priestly role, sprinkling the blood on the vessels of ministry, but why? Here's where the seed of Abraham comes into direct contact with the prophecy of Haggai. Haggai sees him as the seed who is asked, is he in the barn yet? Then the things that are associated with him are also questioned. Is he in the barn? Is the vine there? Is the fig tree there? Is the pomegranate there? Is the olive tree there? Now, here's where the seed of Abraham gets in contact. Haggai identifies 
his presentation as a minister of the plan of God as first designed in the promise of Abraham. Can you see the plan? Well, the plan was that he would be born. Then he would be the vine or the source. Through him would come the blood. Then he would be attached to the lineage of Abraham as the fig tree. Then he would become the pomegranate that would in and from himself bring blessing and prosperity and health and wellness and the satisfaction of every appetite. And then he would go to be the man who would be the anointed, victoriously anointed Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb. What a plan of God. Here we see Adam's seed in direct contact with this prophecy. Haggai presents his ministry as the plan of God. So he will come and he will be sourced by the vine. The vine will source the DNA to develop the prosperity and the benefits of the pomegranate. Now watch. What will be the prosperity of the benefits of the one who comes under the prophecy of the pomegranate. Well, the Jews and the Gentiles will become the seed that encumbers the world and becomes innumerable. The pomegranate will expose the extensive benefits and acts and accomplishments that will then become accessible. Why? Because they're on the head of the garment of the high priest. By These are now accessible by any and every man who will come and go by the blood through grace and live by faith and walk by faith and access the benefits of this great prophecy. Every man, woman, boy, and girl who believes on the ministry of the one who was born specifically for the ministry of relating his benefits directly to you and me. Now, how will the pomegranate work for the seed? It will have in its DNA the juice that encapsulates the seeds. This is how the dynamic of the blood is represented as it has been produced in the pomegranate by the vine. Clearly, we can see how God designed this operation to connect with man. We become the seed that is brought through the blood. How do we do it? We eat. Jesus said, if you eat of my body uh, and drink, drink of my blood. That's what we're doing here. We are taking him into us by our faith. And the blood begins to spawn in us the, the benefits of this pomegranate. And it becomes as grace to us. It is all in Haggai's promise, prophecy. When the vine instructs the DNA into the pomegranate, who is Jesus Christ, the pomegranate, Jesus Christ, infuses the blood from that DNA of the vine directly into the seed. As the seed begins to develop, what are they developing from? The DNA of the original seed. We're developing from the benefits, prosperity, and blessings of the original DNA that made up the one who was the original pomegranate, Jesus Christ. So who should we be developing after? 
We should be developing after Jesus Christ. We should be developing through the benefits of his blood. We should become healthy and healed by the benefits that were established when Jesus Christ was born and then went to the cross, to the tomb, to the grave as the high priest in the lordship of the man in the Godhead bodily where grace was dispensed. This benefit to us, my friend, comes out of Haggai's prophecy that we are established in Jesus Christ and we are ministered to and continue to be ministered to and through Jesus Christ who began the ministry of which we were engrafted into the prophecy, into the position where we become members of the, the promises of Abraham at the cross. Isn't this interesting? God showed us this and how he would take a seed and grow that seed through the DNA of the vine until it became a prosperous and blessed seed. Now let's not forget what the Jews saw when they saw the pomegranate upon the hem of the uh, priest's garment. They saw a promised land. Now Abraham was promised a land and the Jews inhabited that land in 1948. They battle to maintain that land even today, but God's promise to them will neither falter or fail. We at the same time have been promised a land, a place. Jesus said in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, but I go to prepare for you a place. Hallelujah. We have been promised a place. The scripture declares that that land is full of peace where there will be no more dying. There will be no place of pain and sorrow. The lion will lay down with the lamb. It will be a place where the righteous will live and worship eternally and sing the blessed song, Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. So when we see him minister, we see him minister to us of a home of which we seek and we expect. We see him minister to us of a place that he has declared, that he has prepared for us among the many mansions in glory. How do we get there? Haggai told us, and he did so very clearly. He said, come and worship with the high priest. Come through the blood. Come through the DNA of the vine. And when you do, you will experience all of the benefits of his ministry. Now think about that for a second. All of the benefits of his priestly ministry can be yours as you know your position in this prophecy. Look, you can begin to worship correctly. You can sacrifice yourself correctly. You can have relationship with the body in complete dominion. You can have relationship with his blood for the complete release of grace to supply your every need. You can come into the throne room, entering in through the smoke and be seen in the throne room of God under the same terms that God sees Jesus Christ. You can express the ministry of the benefits of Jesus Christ as our high priest, our Lord, and now a man in the Godhead directly into your earthly needs as the Holy Spirit shakes heaven and earth on your behalf. You can apply grace and mercy in times of need directly into the appropriate areas of which you are calling out to God and you can walk this life with a faith that's developed 
to finish by the one who authored it. This prophecy is in fact a dynamic one. When we understand it and it is brought to light so that we can comprehend it, we see the supernatural power of God being revealed to us in the content. So we share Christmas now with our family and friends. We do so tomorrow. But may we see the one who has through the priesthood given us every conceivable benefit wrapped in his garment, standing before the God of the universe as our advocate, our mediator, and our intercessor, full of prosperity, full of blessing, full of health, full of wellness, full of the meeting of every need, full of every promise that is in him as being yea and amen. Because God has made it to be so in him. And Haggai told us that this pomegranate that surrounds his him is full of the seeds of the people that are going to come through the blood. And when we come through the blood, my friend, we enter into benefits unknown. You've heard me quoted, I have not seen nor even heard the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But they've been revealed to us and that all things are working together for good to those who are in love with the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. Now we know that when Jesus Christ was birthed, He was birthed with a prophecy of how you would prosper. And the prophecy is found in the fruit. The fruit, you know the fruit, the pomegranate. And it surrounds his him with juice of blood and seeds that include you and me. We're included in the blessing of Abraham, my friend, because we are of that lineage. And when Jesus was born, he was the pomegranate he was known to be the pomegranate. And as the pomegranate, he brings you benefits. He brings you presents. He brings you the benefits of the heavenly economy laid down in him through his body and through his blood. So when he sanctifies you and he calls you brethren, he is not ashamed to do so because he knows that you will live after his benefits. You will live by his name. This was the reason of the pomegranate for Jesus Christ because he was going to be a minister and he was going to minister directly to you. So what is it you lack today? What is it you're in need of today? What is it that's hurting your heart today? What is it that's upsetting you today? Well, my friend, the pomegranate is on the high priest's hymn. You have the right to touch that hymn just like the woman with the issue of blood. Because whether you know it or not, you may not be showing an outward bleeding, but Jesus came to die for those of you that were inward bleeding. They call that bruising. You've been hurt, you've been downhearted, you've been distressed, you've been discouraged. 
all of these things that are opposing you that you're holding on the inside. Well, the benefits of Jesus Christ from the blood has engrafted you as a seed into the family of God. And if you will find Him tonight and touch the hem of His garment, He will put a stanch on your flow of bruising blood from His hem, just like He put the stanch on the woman with the issue of blood. He'll do it. Why? Because that's what He does as a priest. That's why His hymn is covered in pomegranates. Father, I pray that You will bless Your people tonight. That You will open our hearts that we can see and receive the Word of God. And that we will come to You and see You for who You are, Jesus. And know that You desire. You are born to minister. You are born, Jesus, to minister. And if we could grab that and bring it into reality in our lives, we would grab a hold of the hem of your garment. And the hem of your garment would bring us the benefits of freedom. The benefits of the acceptable year of the Lord. Father, I praise you. Minister to your people. We'll give you praise and honor for, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I see Mary. Thank you, Mary. God bless you. I hope everything is well at your house. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be our last um, um, Sunday night. And wait, wait a minute. We come back next Sunday night. We have one more Sunday in this, in this year. So we'll look forward to that. But this will be the last Sunday night of my first day of 67 plus 1. And it's the last Sunday night before Christmas. So I want to tell you, from my house to yours. We love you. We appreciate you. We're very thankful for you. And we pray that your Christmas day will be full of joy and peace and blessing. And that your Christmas day will find more love than you ever imagined. More joy in the eyes of your children and grandchildren than you could ever imagine. We pray that as love flows, the presentation of the greatest love that's ever known, been known would be exposed in your heart tomorrow. For God so loved this world that He gave His only begotten Son the greatest love. And it's for you and your children. Have a wonderful Merry Christmas and may God richly bless you until we speak again. Well, God bless you, my podcast friends. I pray that this will minister to you. Have a great Christmas. We look forward to being back with you sometime this week. God bless you. Jesus is the reason that we have Christmas. Honor Him as you share, receive, and give gifts. Give them in the name of Jesus. God bless you.